You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Texas A&M's been making all kinds of moves over these last three to four years to build itself up to compete against the likes of Alabama and Georgia and the SEC. They just brought in the best recruiting class in modern history, and now the Aggies appear to be set to finally not only upset Alabama a time or two, but maybe take over the SEC West and get to Atlanta in the SEC championship game. Is it this season in 2022? Well, we turn to Andrew Hattersley with Gigum 24-7 to discuss the Aggies' prospects in 2022. Uh, Andrew, so first off, let's just start for those who may not know, and you have to be under a rock if you didn't know this. A&M signed the best recruiting class in modern history this past February, but this has been something really that's been in the works for the last three to four years. They've been building up to this number one class, and they've been stockpiling talent for quite some time. Yeah, no doubt, and um, Jimbo Fish has really upgraded their recruiting. I think on a really national scale, they've they've made themselves a presence on the East Coast in you know Florida. Um, even had a couple guys from the Northwest over the past couple of years, and so um, they've they've really upgraded the recruiting, and I think addressed a lot of needs in this in this past class. But the biggest focus has been on the defensive line and the offensive line. And you know, Jimbo Fisher's kind of pointed out to win in the SEC, you've got to address that area, and that's really where they kind of targeted last year with guys like Walter Nolan and Shamar Stewart and you know White and Malik Silla, and the list goes on and on of guys that they brought in. And Anthony Lucas is another guy that's impressed this year. I mean, the list really goes on and on of of some of those defensive line guys they've brought in to reinforce that message. All right. So going into this season, the the Aggies, of course, they've got a quarterback battle going on right now as we speak here in preseason camp between Haynes King, who started you know the first two games last season before he was injured, and then Max Johnson, the former LSU starter who transferred in in the offseason. What's that battle look like? And for that matter, forward-looking, does the offense change at all depending on who the starter is? I don't think it changes necessarily. And, and Jimbo Fisher has kind of mentioned, you know, they're, they're going to call plays to who, whatever the player's strengths are. But I, I think they really believe that 
the floor is going to be a lot higher this year, regardless of which guy wins the job and, and the potential with both guys they really like. They really feel like they can win with both guys. You know, when Haynes King went down last year, you know, Zach Calzada had had a tremendous game against Alabama, but otherwise struggled with turnovers and just being able to move the offense consistently enough. And so I think A&M really feels like with Haynes King and Max Johnson, whoever wins that job is going to be able to get the offense into the right plays, move the ball, got a great running game to lean on with Devon Achain, which really helps and Amari Daniels. But, you know, I think the the biggest goal has been upgrading the perimeter talent, which I'm, which I'm sure we'll get into, and being able to push the ball down the field and, and utilize some of those weapons. And I, I think they feel like with both Haynes King and Max Johnson, they have the guys to do that. Yeah, that's been one of the criticisms I've had and, and others have had about the Jimbo Fisher offense at A&M is being able to consistently stretch the field, get some of those big plays, because that's kind of what's seen as the the weakness of some teams that try to be consistent in beating an Alabama year-to-year or a Georgia and being able to get to the championship game. But as you said, A&M has is, is certainly gotten a lot of talent off the recruiting trail to fix that. And one quick note, I know A&M, you mentioned the, the quarterback issues there at times. Quarterback mm-hmm. rating last year, I think it was second to last in the SEC. There's a lot yeah. of drops by the receivers if you look at inside the numbers. So what does that room look like this season at receiver? Because I know I've got my eyes on the newcomer five-star receiver, Evan Stewart. No doubt. So Evan Stewart, pretty much from day one, has been in the rotation and for a freshman has really impressed Jimbo Fisher and those around the staff with the work habits that he has. And it's, uh, for me, I live up in Dallas and, and know him from the high school scene and know that he would show up at any camp anywhere to to train. And so um, for me, it wasn't surprising, but for a freshman, they haven't had to teach him some of those things like how much film to watch and getting out and working on kind of the off days. They, they haven't had to worry about that at all. And so he's really jumped in and there's a lot of optimism, obviously, about him being able to have an immediate Boost, he's still going to have some of those freshman moments, which is understandable, but I think he can really be one of those guys that helps stretch the field. And, you know, looking at the rest of the receiver room, obviously Anaya Smith is back, and I think you could see A&M kind of move him around a little bit, like they did a little bit two years ago when he kind of played some running back, played running some back, receiver, huh? and, and, you know, he's kind of got the versatility to do that. Chase Lane's back. A guy that's really impressed. I know there's a there's, there was a lot of talk coming into, the, uh, coming into this spring about Chris Marshall and Evan Stewart, and rightly so. Both are five stars. Uh, but Noah Thomas is another guy that, has made has made a really good impression makes some difficult catches and so you know i think they and then you've got guys like jalen preston who are back as well and so the competition in that room and chase lane as well is is a veteran guy as well so the competition in that room i think is really kind of elevating everybody and you know you're gonna have to earn playing time because there's a lot of guys that are kind of in there and i think they've they feel like they've upgraded that room as well so the offensive output this season better than last season you think I think better and, and much more consistent, too. I think that's the key is uh, when you look at games like the Ole Miss game, the Arkansas game, um, the Colorado game, of course, A&M was stagnant for you know full halves, even three quarters in the Colorado game. And I don't think you'll see that as much this year. I think this, this offense will be much more consistent and therefore lead to more points. Do I think they're going to be slinging it down the field? you know, 30 times a game. No, I don't think so. But I think consistently, consistency with the running game and moving the ball, I think you'll see a better offense by with A&M in, in, in 2022. Much more on the Aggies with Andrew Hattersley after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, so let's talk defense. You know, it's it's crazy. We go from the Kevin Sumlin era to the Jimbo Fisher era, and it's kind of we we've seen things kind of flipped. You know, everybody talked about the A and M offense. Now it was the de- now it's the defense. The last couple of years, DJ Durkin comes in after co leading the Ole Miss defense last season, really turning that thing around. They, they they went from just absolutely terrible to respectable in one year's time. So what's the expectation there at A and M? They're sticking with their four two five base defense, which a lot of teams are utilizing mm-hmm. nowadays. Anyway, a lot of return talent in the secondary what does that defense look like i feel like i think a&m feels like that there's not going to be a whole lot of drop off there obviously the defensive line has got some guys to replace with demarvin leal and Jaden Peavy and michael clemens and tyree johnson going off to the nfl but um guys like fadil diggs and tamise adelaide and and some of those younger guys as well like anthony lucas and shamar stewart have a chance to really step in right away and one important note from this and you know marcus burris and and some of those guys as well that have been on campus for for a couple of years are ready to step in i think one important note jimbo fisher mentioned this 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 fall is is mckinley jackson is is back healthy i guess he was battling a bit of a shoulder injury last year and you could kind of see it in his effectiveness and you know it didn't quite follow up his freshman year the way i think many were hoping but um you know he's healthy now and and has a, had a really good fall camp and um that would be huge in the middle of the defense especially having to replace a guy like Jaden Peavy. linebacker wise Ed- edrin cooper is is a guy that i think a&m's really excited about i think the depth there is one concern um you know they've got guys like andre white and chris russell and terry and lee ready to step in but if injuries kind of hit that linebacker room at any point this year, young guys are going to have to step in like Marshall Harris and Ish Harris. And so I think if there's one concern on the defense, it would be there. And in the secondary, they're extremely deep. Obviously, Damani Richardson and Antonio Johnson are back. Jordan Gilbert's expected to step into that that other safety spot with keeping Antonio Johnson in the nickel. And then on the quarter on the cornerbacks, um, you know, you've got Jalen Jones and Miles Jones and Brian George and and Tyreek Chappelle kind of battling it out for those starting spots. And you know, Denver Harris is in there as well. There's just a ton of guys that are are competing for those spots. And um, you know, injuries kind of hit that room last year, but I think you know, in a way, it could could be kind of a blessing this heading into this year because there's a lot of guys who have experience so i don't think they think there should be a lot of drop-off even though they might have some new faces in there so you mentioned the defensive line and you can't can't you know talk about the defensive line texas a without talking about the recruiting class they just brought in they have four mm-hmm. blue chip five-star guys best defensive line maybe ever signed on paper in college football history yeah. who contributes immediately who are we going to see out there i think anthony lucas is a guy that'll really benefit from having a spring um you know with with someone like shamar stewart i think he could be maybe somebody later in the year that that gets up to speed but he came in during the summer and so you know he he might be a guy that that might be 
someone who takes a bit of time to get up to speed on the college game. I think you'll see Walter Nolan in the rotation immediately. You know, people have, one of the things people have mentioned about him, and and I know it's something our our analysts mentioned, is he's so, he's just so lean. Like he's, he doesn't look like a 320 pound guy. He looks way leaner than that, but uh, you know, he's off to a really good start. And, and, you know, Eni White's a guy that I think will, will kind of be in the same mold of as Shamar Stewart, maybe a guy that contributes later, but they, um, they have him. They have a lot of depth along that that kind of edge edge rusher. so, with Fadil Diggs ready to kind of step in there, so I think the two guys, Anthony Lucas and Walter Nolan, are probably the two that right off the bat are are ready to step in. Okay, so how many newcomers you think end up playing this season overall on the team? I think you could see racking through my numbers in the head, probably. Maybe five to, to ten to contribute consistently. You know, I think you're going to have a lot of those those younger tight ends. You know, Donovan yeah. Green and Theodore Mellon Ostrom and and Jake Johnson. I think are th- all three could see time this season. And you got Evan Stewart. Um, and then I think you're going to get some of those guys along the defensive line, like Anthony Lucas and Walter Nolan. And so I think you'll you you could see in in that range. And then you know it could be more, but I think that's the that's kind of the idea right now where they'd like to be. I think. You know, they could have a guy like Cam Dewberry along the offensive line that could be a guy later in the year that, that contributes. But I don't necessarily think they're going to have to be forced to play any of the freshmen right away. I think they, they have good depth along the offensive line that, that those guys might be might have the chance to sit a year and, and, and get in the strength and conditioning program. So this year, what is the floor? What is the ceiling as far as record and what to expect out of this A&M team? And on October 8th, the game that everybody's got circled on their calendar, can they go to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama and do so in back-to-back years? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I think this is this is kind of a really important year for for A and M just in terms of I think probably getting you know getting to the college football playoffs is probably that ceiling and I think it's I think there's there's paths that you can see it happening. The floor I think uh, with this team is probably nine wins. I think I think there would be some disappointment about nine wins, but I think the floor is probably there. And I think the expectation is probably a ten win season. Uh, you know, the Alabama game is going to be tough. It's it's hard to go into Tuscaloosa and win. There's no question about that. I think AM feels like they can do that. They have the confidence coming off of last year that, you know, even the struggles that they had last year, everything was able to click in that game and go to and 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 beat beat Alabama and jump out to that early lead. So I think there's confidence in the AM program that they can go do that again. Gonna be difficult. And then, you know, they've just got to avoid kind of some of those slip ups that they had last year that there's a road stretch in October that the Alabama game right in the middle of it, that the schedule is pretty, pretty brutal through that from the Miami game through late the late October. And so I think A&M feels like if they can avoid any slip ups in October, you know, 9, 10, 11 wins is kind of where they want to be. Andrew Hattersley, thanks for joining us here on the College Football Daily. Check them out at uh, Gig'em 24-7 for all the latest on the Aggies as they try to continue their rise in the SEC and potentially to the college football playoff. For our producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Brandon Marcello. We'll talk to you next time. Plus. You're ready, Bob. Well, right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.